forever. Dog. Welcome to Hills I Die On. Thanksgiving stinks. Being old is awesome. I believe twins should be separated at birth. The Bachelor is the perfect way to find love. Adults who like Disneyland are deeply unwell. Welcome back to Hills I Die On. Today is a big and wonderful day on the pod because today we've got a very cool guest among us. He is a writer slash actor, most recently for shows like The Good Place and Silicon Valley and Looking. He's incredibly talented and a total delight for being here today. And he's here to die on a hill with us. Please welcome to the podcast, Andrew Law. Woo! Yay. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks <laughs> I'm for so having me. I'm excited to have you, seriously. <laughs> I hope I do a good job with this hill. But I have to say that I'm I'm like I'm worried that I won't. But uh, you know <laughs> I'll try my best. I'll try to bring forth a good argument, and then um, I think at like the slightest testing of this argument, I will collapse, and that'll be fine. <laughs> the best way to go into yeah. a debate is to let your opponent know how fragile you are. I'm incredibly emotionally um, and um, argumentatively fragile right now. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We are here to do the very best we can to help you die on your very exciting hill. Would you please tell us what that is? My hill is that disco is the best music. <laughs> and you know what? I don't feel super, super strongly about this, but it just <laughs> feels, it feels, but it? it feels obvious to me. What? I'm just like, of course it is. Like, I don't understand why anyone would not like disco or I truly You're don't kidding. understand why people would think it's like bad. But the best, the best is like, to, I feel like you have to have a lot of opinions to believe that it's like the best best genre of music. I mean, it's pretty obvious that it is the best, No, though. that's crazy. Wait, what, what is better? What, what do you mean? Almost oh, everything. By the way, I should also preface this by saying that I have bad taste in music. Uh, so do like, I. Like, <laughs> I have, like, if you looked at my workout mix, like, people would be, like, appalled. It's, like, all songs from, like, 10 years ago slash uh, sprinkling of musical theater. That's and exactly maybe, yeah. what mine is. And I also like trashy, like, top 40 pop. Sure. But, um... I just think that like disco is great. I don't, I just like don't understand why people hate disco. Okay. You know what I mean? Real quick, while we're talking about your specific taste in music, yeah. If you think it's the best, do you actually listen to disco? Yes. Like regularly? Um, I would say, well, I don't listen to disco regularly as in like 1970s disco. Yeah. But part of my argument that I'm going to make, which I think is totally valid, is that <laughs> disco has so influenced other areas of music that what I listen to has heavy disco influence. Sure. Okay, let's get into it then. So the first point of why disco is the best is because of the influence. Well, Go for that it. and like also, I think my first point is that disco makes you feel good and it's the only music that people actually want to listen to at celebrations. That's crazy. That is so crazy. That's I mean, just not look, true. No, it's absolutely is, true. To say that disco music is the only music that makes you feel good? I mean, it's not the only music that makes you feel <laughs> yeah. good, but it's definitely like top three genres of music that make you feel good when you go to a wedding or a bar mitzvah or whatever sure. you don't actually want to hear the music that you like but that's because disco is dance music it's so these are music. specific environments where dancing is like the the to do right so if you're gonna sway back and forth it's gonna be to something without like a backbeat that's like two oh one three you know what i mean right. and that's gonna be disco that doesn't necessarily mean it's good it just it means absolutely that you can does fly. mean it, it means it's good it means that you actually okay you're at an event for for what reason to celebrate and have a good time sure. and to get drunk, right? <laughs> yes. And so the music that you choose to go with that is... You also just quoted Celebration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. You know, it's time to come together. Yeah, it's time to come together. <laughs> you know, what's your, what's your pleasure? Oh, um, 
<laughs> everybody. Um, yeah, anyway, so <laughs> I didn't even realize I did that. I went to a wedding recently. Sure. And they played a lot of sort of like top 40 and techno. Yes. And it, I think it's because like the people who were at this wedding just like happened to like that music and maybe the bride and groom were into that music. Mm -hmm. But like then they played like one Donna Summer song and everyone was on the dance floor. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And it's like, so I'm not saying that other genres aren't good. Of course they are. And I like a lot of different genres of music, but it's like, it's there's something to be said about the fact that disco is the a music where that you involuntarily like move to when it is a celebration and you actually want to like have a great time. <laughs> you I want to celebrate it and have a great time. <laughs> this is the thesis. The thesis is based on yes, the song and I love is. this very much. I will never argue that a lot of those songs don't like totally slap. They're like fantastic, right? You like you, you they're fun. They're fun to dance to. You get up because they're easy to dance to. Yes. Like especially as like a, you know, a white person with no rhythm. I can slide side to side and feel like I'm, you know, doing the best I can mm -hmm. like with what I'm given. That being said, there's only like 5 of those songs that have like withstood the test of time, right? Whereas everything else it had like disco I would say there's more years. than five. I would say that there's more than five. In fact, I've often said that if I ever get married, uh, it will be an all disco mix <laughs> because it's like truly I, uh, there. There are so many good disco songs. That feels songs. like a threat. That feels that, like yes, a, destin a modern yes, just just relentless disco. It's and like a modern destination wedding. Like yes. this is your way of getting people to. I'm not going come. to set up a fence around the perimeter of the dance floor. No one's allowed to leave. <laughs> it's a pen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you remember those danceathons that were like in high school where you were like raising money for breast cancer or whatever and like you literally it was like an all night dance party but yes. it was kind of like forced you yes. couldn't like stop dancing you were not allowed to sit which I was thinking about those the other day for some weird reason and the fact that people were so serious about them is crazy like yes. the money is still going to the cause so the fact that you had to like literally stay up all night and I did one so, me and too. I remember dance marathon yes dance marathon <laughs> and I remember it was well first of all there was a little bit of cheating because like I didn't realize this until I got there but like it was like this weird relay race where it's like okay you can have a break and then like somebody else goes on the floor like oh, for man. your team or That's whatever so much nicer than ours was. it was but it was just an excuse to like have a sleepover in the gym yeah yeah of course but <laughs> yeah like i like that is what i will do i, I any any sort of um uh <laughs> wedding or 40th birthday whichever comes first i'm going to set up a electrified fence around the dance floor <laughs> and people are just going to have shock to dance colors. yes dance to like shaka khan until they die <laughs> amazing okay so aside from your ability to torture people with it mm -hmm. which sounds like another point in favor of disco um you said you were mentioning that it has a heavy influence and you think that that's a good well point. yeah like i think like people think that they don't like disco but they do like disco like for <laughs> example like uptown funk was like the number one song like in america for like two years sure and like pretty much anything that like bruno mars writes has either a like 60s or 70s influence mark ronson same thing like uh -huh. a heavy disco influence they're like some of the most successful songwriters and producers like currently alive totally um if you like like electronic music for example if you like lcd sound system or if you like daft punk like those are disco songs like, i mean they're, I, I would argue that disco is like the dubstep of the 70s if it, we're gonna get into right. that but nobody really likes dubstep it like came and went in the same way that disco came and went well that's it was not like a true dance genre you know some electronic music is dubstep but daft punk and you're right LCD sound system are not dubstep yeah, no, you're right and if anything they are essentially just disco artists because i mean like take a song like get lucky which sure. was again a huge song for whatever 2014 or whenever it was mm -hmm. like it dominated the charts yeah it is a disco song 
it is disco. Like yeah. if you put that next to any Gloria Gaynor song, they have the same beats. They're obviously cousins, you know? Yeah. So like even now in, in a time when like the seventies aren't as cool as they used to be, like the way that like in the nineties fashion was really influenced by like the seventies or whatever. Like we're not in that spot anymore. If anything, like I feel like it's the nineties that are really coming back. Sure. Seventies music is still really influential in pop and hip hop. Sure. So I have a tough time with the inspiration argument, because if you're going to argue that disco influenced all these genres then you also have to acknowledge that other genres influenced disco so it's like who's giving credit right because like it's like r&b and soul like heavily influenced disco and all of that is super omnipresent in all the things that you're saying are disco inspired right right right? so aside from the simplicity of just like hitting the like the one three beat that it's really just that it's oh, like super right. vanilla totally and and you can and jazz influence those genres and, and exactly. you know so like it's it's hard to say that like yes so my, my like, claim that I'm disco is the best <laughs> i think that the difference though for me is that like disco is i mean you can hear the influence in uh, music today but it's music for the same purpose which is like celebration sure and and also this goes to like my third point which is that disco is specifically the music of marginalized communities like it was popular in urban settings many like sort of black and latino communities the gay community at the time Mm -hmm. and like what is so cool about it is it's not just celebration for celebration's sake it's celebration because oppressed people have decided that this is like their anthem and they're using it as a means to escape a lot of the oppression and um and like you know it reminds me a lot of like you know the reason why the like the drag ballroom scene or, or just the ballroom scene like is uh such a like um powerful and rich world why like shows like pose or documentaries like paris is burning is are so like they, they feel so current you know and the reason for that i think is because you're obviously watching a piece of history but at the same time you're you see the influence that it has on the language and the music that we have today. And then also the fact that like they weren't just uh, willing to accept the fact that the world wasn't made for them. They created a world for themselves. And like, that's why I like when you hear like um, disco influence music, even today, it's like, it's amazing because it comes from it's celebration music created out of oppression. Totally. You know? Yes. And I would never argue that that is not like a beautiful <laughs> reason for disco to exist. However, as much <laughs> as you can think that like the, as, and as much as it's true that like, I mean, it was, um, disco was almost like a direct like result of like the Stonewall riots, right? Like it was uh-huh. truly like, it came like directly uh, after all of this stuff, but disco is not the only genre that has like called for social progress, right? Sure. So like, if you're going to argue from that, from a social standpoint, disco is the best music music then it's saying that it's better than like you know r&b and soul and like uh, jazz and a bunch of other music was for like civil rights no absolutely i mean like i'm not saying it's the best protest music (laughs) for sure although it would be very fun to hear at a protest i guess what i mean is that like there is an exuberance to it that i think is such like that that flies in the face of so much of what the people using it um, and listening to it actually had to experience. Totally. You know what I mean? It was like, not just in, when I think about, uh, the fight for civil rights and, and stuff like that, 
of course it's like an um there are anthems that were so incredibly powerful and useful for that movement but what i love about disco is it has a totally different purpose which is to say we're not just fighting for mm -hmm. uh what we believe in and to be treated like uh, um mm -hmm. everybody else we're also just having a good time even though even though this world wasn't made for us to have a good time. Totally. You know, and it also, I think, like, it represents for a lot of people, um, especially, like, you know, those, the the people who are really into, like, 70s rock who, like, truly hate disco. Yes. Like, it represents this, like, materialism and excess and Studio 54. But first mm -hmm. of all, I think Studio 54 is awesome <laughs> and amazing. very cool. And, like, <laughs> don't I'm, I don't understand how anyone could possibly not think that. I mean, when you look at, like, pictures and you read about the history, it's like, that. I don't know. It Aside seemed like the, the, the most also amazing place on earth. Horrifying place. Yeah, it's Bianca so Jagger, like now. on a horse, like in <laughs> Studio Fifty Four. Again, it it is about materialism, but in the same way that I feel like you know a lot of hip hop songs reference like expensive things or totally. whatever. It's not just materialism because you want to flex or whatever. It's also particularly in the seventies, people talking about the things that they have and want because it was hard for them to get those totally. things, you know? And so I, I, it's weird because like, I do think that if like disco was music mostly invented by and, and celebrated by w white men, for example, yes. it would be more problematic. But the fact that like, it is all about like having a great time and excess and being extra or whatever, totally. like, and it's comes from a community that, uh, has struggled to even get there. Totally. Um, like, I, I don't know. I think it's great. And again, <laughs> all those things are amazing. And I think the intention was there. Sure. But I cannot let you have the fact that, like, that the execution was there. Like, it's, like, so monolithic. Like, it's so, everything is exactly the same. Yeah, don't like, you the like actual, that? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, if you're going to argue best music, honestly, okay, Hear First of all, it's not one. all the same. I mean, like they're yes, like they're oh, really? like the, the the beats are very similar, and like a lot of the instrumentation like is the same. Melodies. But like you, like oh, the, the, it's like yes, it's like cheesy and kitschy and fun, but and it's like fun, not, yeah, yeah, and that's fine. But is that like the but to calling it the best music? Like if it was the best music, I think it would have withstood the test time. I think it would have stayed. It has it withstood has the not. it like has only withstood a few the test of time. Have, but like, there's no new disco being made. Like anytime you try to put disco on top of anything it like totally ruins that i would say that like if you look at pop music now like early hip-hop bears uh you know i mean some resemblance but not a ton of resemblance to what hip-hop sounds like now yeah you're so right. you know what i mean so i i think that like yes you could say like hip-hop is a uh a more influential genre or something like that but um i guess what i'm saying is like disco yes it's it had a very short uh, shelf life. Yes. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's so distinct. Like you hear a song like Uptown Funk, you're like, that is disco. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That I feel like, yes, hip hop has changed and evolved and whatever. And maybe disco hasn't, but disco still influences um, songs today. And you can hear that influence so clearly. Yeah. You know, um, the other thing I would say is, and this is a totally personal thing. I grew up um, listening to disco because mm -hmm. my parents love disco oh, oh and really? they and I have this huge hole in my <laughs> pop culture lexicon or sure. whatever <laughs> for a certain type of music which is like Laurel Canyon like Joni Mitchell um, totally. like Fleetwood Mac whatever 
I just like never listened to it. And truly like somebody like introduced me to the band like last year. Yeah, oh, I was like, we're on Whoa. the same page. I was like, terms. wow, these guys are really good. And they're like, how do you not know who these people are? And like, I love going somewhere being like, so have you ever heard of this band? <laughs> have I, you heard uh, of the band? band? <laughs> so I have this huge black hole in my, um, like pop culture memory. Totally. But, um, I think part of the reason I like disco is also incredibly personal and sentimental. So my parents loved it. And like, so you remember PBS used to like do those, like you'd like donate and then you'd get like, like CDs or whatever. Yes. And they they do all these like live performances. Mm -hmm. And like the ones that my parents were always obsessed with were the Bee Gees and ABBA. Totally. And so like we had like the Bee Gees CD and we had the ABBA CD and we would listen to it like on repeat on road trips. So it's like, literally just been indoctrinated into me that's amazing but also it reminds me i think i think part of the reason i like it even now because there's lots of stuff that my parents indoctrinated with me with which i do not like anymore (laughs) but like part of the reason i like it is because it reminds me of a time when like they were my age and really fun and Uh exuberant and whatever it's kind of sometimes hard for you to remember how your parents were because a you weren't around right. but b also like you just see them as just like totally different people and it, it takes a long yeah, time for us to like see them as fully formed human beings 100%. anyway there's a picture of like my parents from their wedding day and my dad is my mom is wearing like a pretty normal ish wedding gown um with like puffed sleeves and whatever Amazing. so it's not like something that people would necessarily wear today <laughs> but my dad is wearing a three-piece white, all-white yes. suit <laughs> with like a thousand buttons Amazing. and flared pants Amazing. and white shoes. Yes. And I was like, this is a different person. Like, I don't know this person, right. but this is the person like who like would go to Bee Gees concerts yeah. and ABBA concerts and who like loved like Donna Summer. That's you know amazing. What I mean? And so like, I, I don't know, like, I, I think that that's part of it for me. I, I mean, like, I love that. I'm never going to argue that your love of, <laughs> that your love of disco music based on like this beautiful appreciation for your parents' youth is a yeah. bad thing in any way, shape or form. <laughs> but while we're on the topic of the Bee Gees, I should point out that first of all, the Bee Gees are amazing. No, I don't care. They're if so you, great. If you like the Bee Gees, you're crazy. And like, their slow songs are great too. Totally. The Bee Gees are amazing. However, the Bee Gees themselves did not consider themselves disco. They, really? In an interview, I was when I was looking into well, this, that's ridiculous because like, they are. I, I truly, I mean, they are like truly patient zero. Like when it comes to yeah. disco, it's the Bee Gees. Um, but they, in an interview, uh, said, we wrote Saturday Night Fever in a farmyard in France. We'd never heard of disco music at the time. It was about the black R&B and soul influences that we'd grown up with. We we were singing about the state of the times and the human condition. Oh, come uh, and on. he said that the whole time they, they were very weary every time someone would make a disco comparison. So that's ridiculous. If disco is so amazing. Would basically the founding I fathers of disco be pushing it away? I, let's not call them the founding fathers. I, I, I <laughs> think right, that right. Like, there are many more. I mean, like I would say like the uh, Donna Summer is like Did the first lady. Of, like, She's amazing. Obviously. I mean, I, I, I don't know exactly what the timeline like Gloria is. Gaynor, but like, yeah. I cannot imagine that they like the other thing, too, is what I don't like about that is like it's a white artist saying that they so were true, not, so you know, true. I mean, granted they not are taking crediting ownership like, over something. Yeah. Like yeah. they're crediting R&B and soul. So that's yeah. fine. But it's like, also just like, come on, you didn't invent disco on a farm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Like, oh, okay. So you're saying that they're claiming they are like, Whoa, we came to this on our own. Yeah. Without, well, aren't they? Sort of, but, but they, but they were one of the early, like pure disco sure. tracks. Right. Yeah. So they were just saying that like, we don't identify with this disco 
I don't like that. I don't like that in general. I don't like that with a lot of things. Like, I don't like that when there, there are always artists that are like, I'm this, but I'm not this. You know what I mean? Like, like nobody um, wants to be put in a box. Exactly. And And I think that minorities in particular struggle with that where Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it's like for a long time, um, I think people would see me as like an Asian writer and I would be like, Okay. Well, I'm a lady I, comedian. Huh? So I'm as a lady comedian. A um, lady comedian, yeah. right? Is it? Uh, by the way, um, now that we're sitting down here, um, what is it like to be a woman in comedy? Oh, <laughs> also, what is it like to be a yeah. person of color in this space uh, right. nowadays? Um, Isn't it just hmm. such a good time? Um, yeah, it's a really me, good um, time for you right now. Yeah, isn't it? let me just think about that. Um, <laughs> haven't been asked in uh, about five minutes. Yeah, same. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like, and there's this like sort of resentment where you're just like, I'm not just that. Yeah. But then also, you are proud of. You are that of and course. you're proud of it. And like, that's why it, I kind of recoil a little bit yeah. when people, cause I feel like I've done it in the past. And like, when I hear an artist be like, oh, well, I'm, I, yes, sure. I, I understand, but I'm not actually a disco artist. It's like, it's fine. Totally. Just like say it's fine. But anyway, I found that, I found that funny, but all right. Well, that maybe, the, maybe that's, maybe that's more, that. more of a problematic of the, who the Bee Gees are as people. I'd be interested uh, to hear more about that. But you know what? While we're talking about the Bee Gees, mm-hmm. let's also talk about ABBA, which is yes. like, obviously there is no, you're, you're saying there's not more disco music today, which I think is half true because like I said, I do Inspiration, think sure. Bruno Mars is essentially making disco music. Um, but like, I mean, 20, wait, what is it? 24 karat? Yeah. That's a disco song. Do, 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 do. Yeah. I mean, it's, or it's very heavily influenced by it's but that and a few other things, but yeah. it's like. I'm not like I, trying to play it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Just a second. 24 um, karat. ABBA, you know, Mamma Mia is one of the longest <laughs> uh, running musicals <laughs> on Broadway or not maybe the longest running, but like extremely lucrative. Mm -hmm. Um, and now it spawned two movies. Yeah. And the second movie <laughs> just used perfect. the same songs. <laughs> I, I mean, like, it was it's, wild. like there is staying power to it. And I don't think it's just nostalgia. I mean, like Mamma Mia was like a huge hit, yeah. you know? So, but you don't think it's just nostalgia. Cause, cause again, pure disco influence is one thing, but like pure R and B and like pure rock, like has continued. Right. Yeah. But pure disco has not things that have been well, inspired. Let's talk about has rock really continued. Is rock even like really that relevant to pop music today? I think like the indie rock scene continues to ebb and flow Sure. in a much more consistent fashion than disco. I mean, look, Humblebrag just got a car that came with three free months of Sirius XM radio. <laughs> disco is nowhere to be found on any of the stations. Well, There's not because, one station That's because dedicated. you just turn on Top 40 and it's right there. No. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, I will say, like, with regard to um, Mamma Mia in particular. Yes, which I Do love. I think that nostalgia is part of it? A huge Absolutely. part of it? Absolutely. But, like... I had the fortune of, as I told you before we started, of being an uh, assistant in WME's theater department when I first was out of school, yep. which meant that like for like a year and a half, um, I was yelled at a lot, but also <laughs> got like free tickets to like every show. Amazing. And there's tons of jukebox musicals. Yeah. There was like a Tupac musical. There was... Um, what wasn't there like one like really recently? What was it? Um, or, or obviously there was Share, but that sort of spans a bunch of different genres, mm-hmm. um, and like not all of them work. So right. it's like you know it's and it's not just I would say like the stories. Um, that don't work because obviously there are many stories for jukebox musicals that are really like thinly tying (laughs) the songs songs together. together. Um, I also think that Mamma Mia is successful because like, I think those songs are great songs with great memorable melodies Mm -hmm. and like people want to leave the theater humming songs Mm -hmm. that they just heard. So like, you know, why had, why did, 
a Mamma Mia work. Um, I do think that nostalgia is part of it, but I also think it's the same reason that a lot of Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals work because it's like you walk out of the theater with like a little tune in your head and you had a great time and you listen to a lot of great performers do a really fun show, you know? And I don't want to talk poorly on musicals because if you were to look at my Spotify right now, it is almost exclusively musicals and or top 40. Yeah, I I will say that. But I oftentimes feel like music is like food, right? It's like we can all enjoy McDonald's French fries. Yes. Like, and in the same way that we can all enjoy ABBA, but we don't necessarily think it's like good for us or like made well or Um, like... (laughs) I totally, but like, I mean... To my point, like, would like, like it's people, First of all, people love McDonald's. <laughs> well, sure, but <laughs> and like, pe- McDonald's is like easily accessible, which is yes, I think the other accessible. reason why people love disco is yeah. because, like you said, it comes on at a wedding and everybody's on the dance floor. Yeah, it's because unpretentious. It's, it's easily it's digestible. Easy to, yeah, it gets stuck in your head, but for better or for worse, right? Yeah, like it sure. doesn't necessarily make it the best just because more, but just because it's like easy to consume doesn't I mean, mean it's good for you or hard to make or made well. It's kind of repetitive. It like hits on repetitive brain waves, right? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm doing the best well, I can. No, I mean like, no, I, I, I think that, I mean, all, everything you're saying is right, but uh, everything you're saying also makes me like want to just eat McDonald's and listen to disco. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I tell you, I was really proud of this when I was like desperately grasping at straws to like make arguments for you. I was like trying to think of like what disco music was an equivalent of. And I was like, I realized disco music is the equivalent of fondue. Are you ready for this? Sure. I'm very proud of it. First of all, big weird craze that came and went in the seventies. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, much like disco fondue had all the intentions of being like a- about social community and bringing people together, but it was poorly executed Okay. as a stand by the, by the fact that it hasn't really stayed. Uh, three, there are so many better ways of enjoying things like that force you to get together than, you know, having like a giant pot of like boiling oil between you and a bunch of other people mm-hmm. similar to in the same way of listening to the same beat over and over and over again and dancing with a group of people. And I think that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Okay, I, I, I see the comparison. Thank you. I would say, here's here's another analogy. Oh, also, sort of fun and gimmicky can appeal to very least sophisticated palate, which is fine. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's just bread and cheese. It's not the best thing that's ever happened to anyone. Sure. Everyone likes bread By and the cheese, way, I don't, but it's not the best. I have to say, I do not like fondue. <laughs> I mean, part of, the, part of it is that I am lactose intolerant. Oh, no. But also, I just, like, don't have any desire for it. Yeah. Like, I like um, certain bread and cheese, like, creations sure. like grilled cheese is nice pizza? uh you know i'm not Cheesy a huge bread. fan of pizza that could have been a hill i could have yeah. been like hey, pizza's fine here's the thing i would have had to be like i love pizza i don't love pizza Do so. you, you don't like pizza no, I don't yeah it's it. it's kind of like i i um i think part of it is that it wrecks me every single time i, it, I would yes. say that's 90 yes. percent of it so it's completely like why am i doing this but the other 10 percent is like truly like there's it's not that healthy for you i mean it's like, i can't think of anything nutritionally whatever Beneficial. let's not get into this this will be the second time that I'm on. the analogy i was going to use is i i totally see your fondue analogy thank Here, you so I'm much gonna, i'm gonna i That's see your fondue you. i'm gonna raise you cocaine okay i think i think i think disco is uh, analogous to cocaine in no small part because a lot of people dancing to disco in the 70s were on cocaine totally. but like um, also rose to prominence in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, not great for you, uh, but easily accessible, or totally. like e- easily like by easily accessible. Easily I mean like digestible, in digestible. Terms of coke sheds. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not that hard to figure out how to do it. <laughs> um, 
makes you want to dance. <laughs> totally. Um, or have a good time. <laughs> and also probably less popular today than it was in the 70s and 80s, but still around. But still around. Yeah. <laughs> I accept you your can, cocaine hey. argument. <laughs> There are ways to get it. In that sense, are we yeah. also arguing cocaine is the best? Cocaine's, uh, yeah. Actually, I'm changing my hill to, to cocaine is pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> we're on team cocaine. We're anti-pizza. We're team. We're, here's what we're going to do after this. We're going to do a little cocaine. We're, we're going to do a do... bump. Go to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Realize we're not hungry. Turn Realize around and go home. Yeah, exactly. I love that so much. Some other fun things that uh, I had in regards to disco and its influence. We talked a little bit about fashion and yes. the fashion influence. Uh, so much polyester. Are we going to talk that like... <laughs> I mean, you can't blame disco for the polyester, but I will say that the 70s, everyone loves 70s fashion, though. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And it, and it is that excess yeah. and that sort of like... I mean, no one needs pants that look like that. No, but they're so fun. But they're fun. And, and bell bottoms like, like are back. And 70s hair yeah. is really fun. You know, it's like... I think that like we look back on certain times in our history and we're like, oof, like that was incredibly excessive and kind of embarrassing yeah. right but then when you think about like movies and tv and all this other stuff the the decades that are most celebrated are those decades totally because they are the the they're most the fun. least norm core. Like, they're the most fun and unique yeah and, yeah the roaring 20s were a terrible time for most people <laughs> yeah. and uh, a really great time for a few people and we can't stop making movies totally about it. Yeah. well some well, i wish i could which comedian there was a comedian that had a great bit about like how we like glamorize like all these different decades and it's like he calls out and he's like what do you like and somebody's like the 20s and he's like cool you think you'd be a flapper you fucking crazy like it was like <laughs> there was like two flappers and the rest of us were like poor like totally. yeah. the rest of us were children working in factories <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like everyone, but yeah, like, you know, yeah, the, the great Gatsby, it's like, yeah, yeah. people will never tire of that yeah. for some reason. I because think it's, it's glamorous because it's glamorous. And yeah. It's fantastical and it's elaborate. And like, we love watching rich people do stuff. I mean, it's why Big Little Lies works. You right. love watching rich people do things. Succession. Yes. But again, to my earlier point, succession is about really, really rich white people who have always been really, really rich and really, really white. Um, same goes for the great Gatsby. Mm -hmm. But What's amazing about disco is it really, yes, there are the Abbas and the Bee Gees. There are also Earth, Wind, and Fire. Totally. And Cool and Gang and Michael Jackson. Totally. Uh, maybe we should oh, say yeah. Michael. Well, yeah. um, uh, You're like, uh, wait a second, uh, my uh, argument. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I mean, um, Donna's on I mean, Cory Gaynor. Because, you know, uh, someone not problematic. Yeah. <laughs> because they were appealing to communities that weren't just white people totally. who were wearing afros. Totally. Um, like, they were appealing to uh, people. And, and then, yeah, and then that music really spun out into a lot of early hip-hop. So what I think is cool about disco is, obviously, that it appealed to rich white people mm -hmm. um, who were in Studio 54, mm -hmm. but that it also appealed to... But, but it was really for... And began with yeah. um, uh, marginalized communities. Totally. Uh, particularly the gay community because I feel like um, that, like like as you mentioned, it did coincide with a lot of the um, the modern gay civil rights movement, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think that that, like, you know, is important. Absolutely. Um, that being said, there's a ton of, you know, iconic, you know, LGBTQIA people. Yes, yes. Freddie Mercury. David Bowie. That, Freddie, like, whisked, like Queen whisked, crossed whisked, over into disco a little bit. Did they? Yes. 
did they? Yes. Not in the way that like the Rolling Stones tried to do like one song and what? then like, yes. like shame for Stones it and then like cross, tried to cross over too. Yeah, everyone like, like dipped their toe in yeah. and then was like, I mean, I kind of love disco for the fact that there was such an insane backlash just mm-hmm. because like it's such a, it's so crazy just right. like how much, I mean, I'm sure we both read the same articles in anticipation of this, well, but of like, go ahead. But even I would say like modern, like what we think of as like the music that people like that the gay community like stands now sure with uh, like there's um there's disco influence in robin's music and Katy perry's music like you know i i um i i think that like it goes back to like a certain beat or melody that just resonates uh with people and that makes you want to have a good time great song yes great song And, and also i should mention that like it's not just the music and the beat it's also the lyrics mm-hmm. it's like a lot of like like if you listen to Gloria Gaynor and Donna Summer it's really about like I will survive yeah. and I don't need you and you know um like I, I I'm fine titles. without a man yeah. you know and <laughs> if you listen to you know modern pop artists that's still a message that comes through in the music totally you know? at the forefront not gonna argue against that it's lovely <laughs> <laughs> i'm team that but i think we can probably both agree that taylor swift's you need to calm down is probably um one of the most influential yes, songs of our absolutely. time in terms if not of the number one yeah, yeah. If, if it was closely followed by um have you seen the other two <laughs> Um, my brother's yeah. gay. Yes, um, by Chase okay. Dreams. Um, also another very influential. Yes, uh, both of them are fictional characters. <laughs> Completely <laughs> and, and totally. And and both of those songs are are uh, bangers. Are beautifully banging, yeah. queer baiting, um, <laughs> horrible. They both designed. slap, and yes. <laughs> they slap for civil rights. Yeah. <laughs> more so, more so than anything else. Yes. <laughs> Chase dreams through the first brick at Stonewall. Um, <laughs> and Taylor and Swift. Taylor Swift is headlining. Uh, um, Taylor Swift definitely voted. Uh, yeah. She's, she, um, she goes down to the Folsom Street Fair every year. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Great. So as long as we're on the same page in that, what would be your like number one disco song? Like what is, like if you're, Honestly, if you're going to be it. I'm basic as hell. And I told you I have bad taste in music. Yeah, me too. But um, I do think, and I don't want to say this is like my number one. I would say like I have different number ones for different things. Totally. For example, I love Anita Ward, Ring My Bell for a party. Sure. Be- and I think part of the reason why I like it is because it goes on for fucking ever. <laughs> and it's like 10 minutes long or something. Why is and it's incredibly part? repetitive. Yeah. Like it's, it's like if you were just listening in your car, you would crash your car. It's yeah. like not pleasant <laughs> to listen to. But at a party, just as ambiance, I'm yeah. like, this is the most fun and I'm glad it's going on forever and ever. That's amazing. And you can see people like start to bop to it and then be like, hasn't this song been on for eight minutes? And you're like, yes, it um, has Yeah, it has. Eight glorious minutes. That's uh, but amazing. then like I also love, I think Last Dance, is mm-hmm. a, a very good, maybe perfect song. <laughs> wait, wait, what song is Last, last Dance? Donna Summer, Last Dance. You've heard oh, it. Oh, yeah, okay, They always okay. play at the last, it literally is always like at the last the dance at a bar mitzvah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love MacArthur Park, also another Donna Summer song. I, I love a lot of Bee Gees songs, mm-hmm. obviously, um, and I like a lot of their slow songs. I don't know if you'd necessarily say like they're quintessentially disco. I love, uh, what's that song? I Oh, How Deep Is Your Love. Oh, great song. Yeah, How Deep Is Your Love is a great song. And <laughs> you know what? I, I was listening to this um, other podcast. Sorry. Um, oh, wow. there's uh, there's others out there? Yes, there are. And I feel really bad about this bringing it up. so embarrassing. Yikes. Um, <laughs> it's called 99% Invisible. Have you heard of it? Yes. So it's a design-based podcast. podcast. Yeah. I, I'm super into design and I love like hearing about how things are like like 
um, how they originated and stuff. And nice. one thing they were talking about was uh, sound and sp- specifically recording sound. Mm-hmm. So like it's weird, like before a certain time, like you just like go to the theater or whatever and you'd listen to like an orchestra play and then that would be your, your experience of music because no one had learned how to record it yet. And then at some point, you know, records and cassette tapes and CDs, and we started to think of music differently as a result. And so they talked about the distinction that some sort of like, I guess, musicologists or whatever mm-hmm. uh, make between songs and performances. Songs are like things that like have a really distinct melody and that can be, like when somebody else plays it besides the original artist, you still recognize it as the song that stands on its own. Mm-hmm. Whereas like us, like performances are like, like songs essentially that like you don't really want to hear, uh, except by the original artist. Sure. So like the, the comparison that they used was like a lot of like Led Zeppelin, uh, the reason why they like them and like the reason why people go back to them is they like the performance. It's a oh, performance. Cool. Like you don't want to hear anybody, but Cover it. Robert yeah. Plant playing that huh. or whatever. Um, is he the singer or the, I don't know who fucking knows. Again, neither you know of what? us. <laughs> I, you, you're talking about music so much more articulately. I was like panic calling my friends in bands being like, I don't know anything I, about this. Well, call. I, I truly don't know that much about so music. I'm really talking great. out of my ass. No. But like the example that they used for, a song is like a lot of Nirvana. Um, Like those are songs where if you heard somebody cover lithium, Mm -hmm. you'd still recognize it as lithium and you'd be like, Oh, right. I really enjoy that. Like melody or whatever. It's just super distinct or whatever. The chord progression is incredibly distinct and unique and whatever. So a lot of like, uh, modern pop music is like performance. You just want to hear that person do that Mm -hmm. thing. Um, like holla back girl is not really a song right <laughs> sure. it's just like you want to hear gwen stefani say it in the way that she says it in that like with that like really thick beat yes right but <laughs> oh, that's so fascinating you know I love and, that. But, but and i think like why i do think disco is good is a lot of it has really great melody really distinct melody where even if you covered it as i, I was listening to this pj morton cover mm-hmm. of um i think he's like a new orleans artist who covered How Deep Is Your Love mm-hmm. and you still recognize the, that chord progression and those lyrics and everything as that BG song but it's I think arguably an even better version of the song sure. and I think that that's the d- difference I see in a lot of like classic rock versus disco where like a lot of classic rock is like you want to hear that band do it and mm-hmm. that's fine but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a great song on its own. It's also interesting too, just like the different purpose of different music, right? Because like truly no one, if someone's turning on Led Zeppelin, like at their wedding while people are supposed to be dancing, it's like, dude, like what are you trying to do? I remember the first time I heard Stairway to Heaven was at my junior prom, which was, (laughs) it was held at the Boston Aquarium, (laughs) which now that I think about it, I was like, that was like the coolest. And I don't understand why, how we were able to do it. it. Yeah. That's amazing. We were literally like right next to like the penguin tank and the penguins were just like looking at us being like what and i was a little bit now that i think about it i have a dog now i was like were the penguins like pissed like we were playing like really loud so music la- yeah and, like, like was that good for don't them don't they usually like sleep a lot yeah. whatever um <laughs> animal but, cruelty uh, circa prom yeah 2004 i like heard stairway to heaven um it was the last song that they played obviously and it went on forever and you know it changes like shifts and yeah. morphs and whatever 
And I was just like, what is this? And everyone else seemed to know, or at least a lot of like the teachers did. Sure. <laughs> but I, like at, the, cool at the time I was like, why are we, and this is like such a hard song to dance to because it starts out really slow and then it gets like kind of faster and then, but then it's not quite danceable still and And i feel like that was just like a smart move by chaperones to be like here's a weird one to calm them down a little bit before they get in their limos before we get them on the buses right exactly (laughs) that's hilarious also we oh now what song is it there was a song that came on when i was in high school i think i was like a sophomore on our way to some field trip and someone turned on a very famous song that starts like kind of operatic and I was like, what is this opera bullshit? And it was something super famous. And I will like, to this day, it'll turn on and people are like, Taylor, that opera bullshit that you'd never heard of. I was like, okay, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Okay. Like, I was like, my dad played like cheap trick in the car. <laughs> other than that, like the who, and otherwise I like knew nothing. Yeah. Like no, no influence other than like uh good Charlotte. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it was a real good Charlotte head. Um, that's I love so good funny. Charlotte. What was that? They literally had a song called the anthem, right? Yeah. It was so good. Lifestyles. Of the rich and famous. I should confess to you, I was in, and in eighth grade, I was in an all-girls, essentially good Charlotte cover band. That's um, great. It was amazing. Who uh, was your favorite, Benji or the other one? Uh, I don't think I knew any of them by name, but okay. we played several gigs. We played at the church, and then we're asked to never play there again, because wow, <laughs> clearly they did not, play like, good Charlotte at a 100% played the anthem, played a song that was, like, the one that's, like, spend you lazy, endless crazy. It's, like, about an overdose. It's crazy. You know what? I was listening to this is fucked up and sad but i was listening to good charlotte at the gym recently i think i was it was listening fucked to up the, and sad it's great <laughs> oh right we, we were you on were the same page the gym here listening yeah, of course to punk that's rock. what else would you listen to but um i think it was the anthem yeah and the lyrics are all like about how much he hates this girl is that they right are? don't want to like be kind of just like you i can't imagine those songs are anything but problematic Wait, hold on let me i'm gonna look it up this I is the anthem throw all your hands up that one feels like anti-institution but yeah. if it's anti-girl oh no wait hold on i'm gonna look this up there's there's a lot of those whiny songs that you listen to i mean girls don't like boys girls like cars and money that's exactly <laughs> that, that was that was the what i was trying to think of. oh is that the one yeah, yeah. um yeah that's bad that's so bad boys will laugh at girls when they're not funny is the next line yes yes i mean that's wow so doesn't bad. hold up doesn't Ooh. pass the bechdel test Ooh. i um do still listen to some my chemical romance and dashboard confessional at the gym sometimes good good okay. I, I, good i don't think it, disco is not the only music i listen to it's just clearly the best yeah <laughs> I really, I really love the idea of you just like sitting alone in your house. Like most people listen to like nice pensive music and you have like, I will survive. Oh, just like no, hanging. absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> but for workout music, workout music is also its own like braid of, you know, of special music. If I'm not running to show tunes exclusively, <laughs> I'm running to like, I mean, let's be honest. I'm running to Taylor Swift. I'm running to like old oh, really? red album. Yeah. I'm running to like 22. It's funny. I, my taste in music is, is really embarrassing. Like my taste in music, particularly my workout mix is very bad. Yeah. Let me see what you got on there. Well, I actually haven't been listening to music this last week or two because as I told you, I can't drink caffeine for this, this week for our lovely so listeners. Is it giving you a um, I uh, have some uh, gastrointestinal issues. <laughs> And um, my doctor has forbidden me from drinking caffeine, uh, and I've broken that many times with yeah. bad results. Yeah. And so I'm trying not to. So now what I do is, like, because I'm not, like, amped up at all, I listen to podcasts. Yeah. And it 
amps me down even like more. I'm sure. It's, it's like the most it's grounding. Great. It's like a book on tape. Nothing is less I like. like <laughs> there's nothing that says uh, maybe don't lift this weight like Michael Barbaro's yeah. voice like coming through your speakers. Um, Ira Glass is like, take a seat. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> yeah. I've, not only have, that, have I been listening to podcasts, I've been listening to like truly the most sedated podcasts like <laughs> The Daily. I just yeah. listened to like two back-to-back uh, fresh airs. Ooh, yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> tough. Re- like to like do heavy anything. hitter topics. Yeah. Like you're really yeah. Oh yeah, I, hear, I yeah. listened to the Ronan Farrow interview. Oh man, uh, <laughs> that Terry Gross did, and I was like, I don't think I want to do any more. Yeah, you're not <laughs> like, like walking. Let's stand, yeah. I think I just want to go home and lie <laughs> down for a, a while. Yeah, yeah, Pod Save America makes you just like straight fetal position. There's no exercising. <laughs> yeah. I we can blame them directly. Um I think you've done like a really amazing job of dying oh, on this hill. I mean, great. you've done a full hour. How are you feeling? Oh, I didn't know are that. That's any, so crazy. Um, yeah, it's isn't it wild? Um yeah. Is there any other like fun, any other points you'd like to make just to make sure you feel good and dead on this hill? Um, Anything else you want to remind us of in your thesis? Do you want to go back to the lyrics of celebrate? Like, how do you (laughs) feel like the best way we can, you know, really make sure you're feeling good and dead? I think like I've established (laughs) that if you don't like disco, you're both racist and homophobic. (laughs) And if you like classic rock um, and you don't like disco, you're that times 10. Oh man. So, uh, okay. Um, so you heard it here first folks, yeah. uh, check yourself, check your music, uh, start playing some Gloria Gaynor on repeat. So when people check your Spotify list, you can prove to yeah, them. Yeah. Let's get those Spotify year end lists. Uh, like curated. Uh, like I want to really, see screenshots. I want to see, I want to see everyone's top 10. Uh, with prove it to us. Prove how woke you are. At least three with disco your inclusion artists. Of disco slash, I guess now, uh, any type of dubstep or whatever it is you say it's heavily influenced by that maybe is a debatable argument. Not dubstep, electronic <laughs> sorry, music. Sorry, sorry, electronic, Daft electronic. Punk, Punk, Daft Punk, which is like my favorite band and I only like realized really? like five years ago is the only reason I like it is because it is just disco. It's because it's disco. Yeah. That's so funny. Andrew, uh, you're the best. Thank you for doing this. Are you ready for me to read you your eulogy? Yes, do it. Wonderful. We have gathered here today to say goodbye to Andrew Law, who died on the hill of Disco is the Best Music. Andrew was survived by his TV show, The Good Place. Uh, You can follow Andrew's legacy on Instagram at thatandrewlaw. Andrew, we're so grateful for your time here today uh, and your time in general on this earth. And much like (laughs) disco music, may you rest in peace. (laughs) Hey guys, thank you for listening to today's episode of Hills I'd Die On. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to rate it on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment letting me know what you like most. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at ByTaylorCox. I am always happy to hear thoughts or feelings or compliments or, of course, any hills you guys might be willing to die on yourselves. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.